Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Charlotte Wynn with P3 Delivery. Welcome. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about P3 Delivery. How are you serving folks? Well, P3 Delivery is a management consulting firm built on the principles of strategic program management. And the three P's in P3 Delivery is focused on project programs, business process, and performance management. Um, we've been in business actually since 2001. And just to give you a little bit more about our background, the business was started in 2001 under the name MYP Incorporated, which stands for Maximizing Your Potential. Um, I formed that business after leaving De- Deloitte Consulting, and the goal was to continue to help businesses be more efficient and effective in their delivery of their processes and their programs. And uh, from 2001 to 2016, I kind of worked more as an independent consulting. And then in 2016, I decided I really wanted to focus on the business in terms of growing the business. And I rebranded under the name P3 Delivery. Now, um, in your career journey, how was that transition from working with, you know, like a large firm like you did to having your own business where now I'm the one that's making all the decisions. I get to decide on the direction. I get to decide on everything. Was that a difficult transition or was it one you enjoyed? It's one I enjoyed. And, and, and to be honest with you, I actually have had an entrepreneur spirit. I think some, since the time I've graduated out of high school, but was never um, confident enough, you know, until I got into corporate to to think about running my own business. And, and in that period of time from 2001 to 2016, I kind of went back and forth when I was having a little bit challenges. And so I believe that corporate, the, the, the corporate experience, the big five consulting experience gave me the tools and experience to be able to successfully run my my own business. So I've enjoyed, you know, that transition and I enjoy what I'm doing now. So now in your work today, um, who is the your typical customer? Are you working with those enterprise level firms or are you working with small to mid-sized businesses, the government? Like who who is the your ideal customer? So <laughs> ideal is one word. And I guess who where my passion is, is actually another, which we'll talk about in a little while. But right now I have mostly, I have clients both in the the federal, I'm sorry, both in the private and the public sector space. Right now I'm working mostly with federal government contracts, but I also have um, clients that are in local government, clients that's in, you know, smaller clients, nonprofit clients that are in um, different industries, but all focused on, having needs in those three areas, you know, projects, programs, and um, performance management services. Now, are there kind of symptoms that your clients are having before they get to know you and and what you have to offer um, that are the triggers that say, hey, you know what, we should be calling the folks at P3 Delivery. They can help us get through this. Yes. You know, the, the symptoms are, you know, not being efficient in 
delivery of their processes. You know, things are costing them more than, you know, it should be costing them, you know, in terms of industry averages. So the triggers are not being able to deliver their projects on time. Um, their employees not having the type of training um, to or readiness to deliver those projects. So we, we focus on looking at ways that we can help our clients be more effective and efficient in their project delivery. And then what do those initial uh, conversations look like where you're helping them to see how ready they are to operate? First, asking them the questions about their infrastructure. You know, what type of um, documentation do you have in place to ensure that your team have the right tools and understanding of what needs to be delivered in, in a consistent way so that you can be efficient? So it's really kind of looking at them um, in terms of assessing their business. Uh, we, we typically start off with some type of assessment to look at, you know, what are, what's working well? Um, what are some of the opportunities for them to, to improve? Um, what type of tools are they using, you know, to deliver their services? What type of um, performance management plans do they have to train their employees? So we kind of use what I call a, in terms of our approach, a, a performance-based um, life cycle management approach, just looking end to end in terms of how they're delivering their services and seeing where the gaps are. Um, we have a concept which we call, you know, step change. And the step stands for strategies, targeting, efficiencies, effectiveness, and performance. And so when you think about a life cycle and phases, we look at, you know, where they are in terms of how they plan for their work, um, how they initiate their work, how do they um, deliver their work, how do they measure the performance of their work. Um, that's one way that we look at it. But we have other ways that we actually look at how we would assess their business so that we can uh, prescribe the right type of um, program for them to be more efficient and effective in their delivery. But something I would imagine that a lot of small businesses struggle with is that documentation that everything's in the head of the founder or the entrepreneur and it it never kind of leaves their head and everything is kind of, they have to kind of create the wheel every single time. They don't have those processes and systems and methodology documented so they could delegate and hand off and train other people. Oh, absolutely. So you remember earlier I said, you know, you asked him the question about what's my most ideal customer and what's my, where's my passion, mm -hmm. uh, which, which can be two different things sometimes. For me, ideal is, you know, the, the, the contracts that I have right now is there's, those, are my, that's my cash cow. Um, the small businesses or the, the mid-sized businesses in some cases don't have the capital or the budget to invest in the services that they know that they need. And so as a result of that, they're typically taking or making shortcuts. Let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the life cycle of a small business, I think of a small business in four phases. One, phase one is what I call ready for business. They have developed their business plan, their marketing plan. They may have a capability statement. They surely have a website and some business cards. Everything to say, I'm open for business. We have a presence. Then phase two is what I call ready to operate. You know, the, the next 
ideal stage or phase would be for you to develop your your business infrastructure so you're in a position to deliver services for your clients in the way that they can perform, but that can protect, prevent any risk of any type of failure in their services. And so you should have documented processes. You should have things like, you know, a corporate attorney, um, your business insurance, um, but definitely all your processes in place from soup to nuts in terms of your delivery of your, um, your services. And then phase three is what I call ready for procurement. You have checked off all of the boxes that a supplier diversity company says is required for you to get a contract with a, you know, with a, com- with a company. You have your bonding, you have um, your insurance in place. Um, and then there's phase four, which I call ready to grow. You have been performing those contracts is really well. Now you're ready to grow your business and you're ready to help your client grow the business. You're making substantial change for, for them. What I see typically happens for a small business or a mid-sized business is they go from ready for business to ready for procurement. And what happens is when they are in the delivery phase, they run into risk of, of, of not having the type of tools and processes to deliver those services in a more effective or the most effective and efficient way. And what happens as a result of that is um, they're, they're not able to realize the, the profit that they had um, planned for. Um, they are creating additional risk for their clients. Um, they are, you know, experience a lot of waste and they're not able to um, be as effective in the delivery of their processes. And so my passion is to work with small businesses. And I've had a couple cases where I want to say businesses who were generating small businesses that were generating multi-million dollars who did not even have new hire processes documented and came to me and I worked with them and helped them to document some of their uh, core processes. And as a result of that, they found themselves operating more more efficiently and more effectively. Um, But I see it every day And, and I'm willing to bet if you were to do a survey on most businesses, or I would say in a, uh, an assessment of most biz- small businesses, they don't have those type of processes documented. Um, they don't have the, the type of metrics in place to measure performance. Um, they're not looking at readiness in terms of whether their client or their business is ready for change that a project may bring. So they know they have a need, for example, for a project but they're not necessarily measuring what I call the change effectiveness. So what I see our differentiators are is looking at those strategic things like, how do we help our clients maximize their, optimize their investments? How do we help them ensure that they are realizing the benefits of the projects and programs that they implement? And they're not just checking off a box. And so that's what I believe we do really well. And we do it really well because I've been doing it for so long. And, and I've been really blessed to work with corporations like AT&T. Uh, I worked for um, GE Capital. I worked for Deloitte and Consulting. Um, and I've also had clients like Coca-Cola, where we, we did um, a $400 million transformation program. And 
Cox Enterprises. And so I have a, a I as the, you know, the owner of the business have a passion in the areas of the services that we provide. But the one message that I would share with small businesses is to make sure that you're ready to operate. Um, and so we're working on developing a, a service that, that can help small businesses um, leverage, you know, processes that some of their peers and industry partners um, have in place today. And the thing is, they can't skip steps. And that's the, I guess, a trap for small business. They want to just go, go, go. And they're trying to maybe accelerate through one of those steps in the life cycle prematurely. Absolutely. That's what happened to me. You know, um, in 2001, I left Deloitte with a cocky attitude. You know, I felt like I knew it all because I worked with um, leaders who were transforming major corporations. You know, I worked on a um, a merger, a merger between three large banks. I mean, I had some 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 really key roles in those positions. So I was cocky and I went into it thinking that I didn't have to do all those things because I knew them. And so that's why I kept having what I call those false starts. Literally from 2001 to 2016, I went back and forth to corporate um, a, a few times. And so in 2016, I decided that I'm either going to be an entrepreneurship and focus on really building my business in a best practice way, or I'm going to go back and work as an employee. And so I really made that investment. You know, I um, decided that making or generating revenue was not um, as much of a priority. You know, profit was more important to me, which is another topic we can talk about the difference between you know, revenue and profit, you know, a lot of the small businesses measure success based on revenue. But when you really measure the total cost of the business, because they're not operating efficiently and effectiveness, I mean, effectively, they're not generating a profit. And so it's things like that, that I try to work with small business to help them think more strategically. Um, I'm right. I'm working with a client now today on a, on a, on a program where we're helping these businesses take them to the next level. And it's a cohort of 16 businesses, very strong, very um, strong businesses. Some of them have been in business for years and have realized the same thing that I just realized that we can't take shortcuts, that we have to go back and look at, you know, assess the business and look at bridging those gaps between those weak areas. So now when you're working with these small businesses, you mentioned a cohort, is there, so that's how you're delivering this learning to them is through this group learning? Um, that's, that's one way, you know, and because I have a passion, I do it in, in, in several different ways. You know, I, and you, you think of GWBC, uh, you know, I worked with Roz in actually providing a um, seminar just to talk about managing projects in a remote environment. So there's a lot of different topics, a lot of different areas where I think businesses have a need for that could really, you know, um, you know, companies like mine or or businesses like mine could really uh, share valuable information that can help them get to the next level. So I do it in, in, in a variety of ways and volunteering some of my time and some of my my clients come to me looking for the, specifically for us to help them in those areas. Now, can you share a story, maybe of uh, a client, maybe a smaller one that was rewarding to you, where you really helped them kind of maybe see things a little differently or get to the next level and maybe kind of they outperformed even their wildest dreams? 
Yes. Um, one actually was in a mentor protege program with um, GMSDC. And they came to me, you know, for help in terms of documenting their processes. And this business owner actually had a very good vision that was very strategic. He just he knew he knew that one of the areas was that they didn't have their processes documented. He understood the value of it. And so it was rewarding to me because I saw over, you know, the the last three years how far this business has grown. And I think a lot of it is attributed to him having consistent documented processes in place to help them deliver the services that they provide because they're a service-based industry. And I think they understand that that collateral, that those docu- that documentation, that, you know, having a process and an infrastructure that, that was, um, you know, built on, uh, you know, being efficient and effective, effective, um, was, was critical. It's that strong foundation. If you, if you build the foundation strong and well, then you're less likely to kind of be knocked down when the chaos of life comes in, you know, you have a better chance of surviving. Pandemic is another example. Um, there were so many businesses that kind of shuffled around because they didn't have things in place like a business continuity plan. You know, they didn't have, things in place like succession plans. If someone got ill, who, you know, took over. And some actually went out of business as a result of it. And so I always say it's the soft stuff that's so hard that that is so impactful. And so it's important for us to understand as small business owners that we have to make that investment in those soft things to ensure that we can stand strong in times where there's critical events that happen. Um, but more importantly, just to, to sustain over the years. Yeah, I think that people don't focus on that because it doesn't seem as urgent. Like there's someone not that like this is the stuff that's not kind of chirping in their ear, yelling at them about a deadline or something. And it's easy to kind of just keep pushing this off into some future you that'll get to it and that you it just never gets done unless you kind of mindfully put effort and time and prioritize it. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and the other thing is, and again, when I look at it, and I, I think about our approach and I call it a performance based life cycle management, because the other part of it is they don't look at how to measure or some organizations. And it's not just small businesses. I don't think take the time to put in those metrics to truly measure performance. And when I say performance, I'm not just talking about how well an employee do their job. I'm talking about measuring things that are hard to measure, like change, like um, total cost, um, like measuring the things that you you assume are going to happen, you know, and, and, and they don't. And so I think that's where there's a big opportunity, because when you look at those things, then you'll start seeing the value in making sure I call it those soft things or those things that people kind of put on the side and say, yeah, we have a we have a desk reference guide or we have procedures in place, but not really looking at them over time to make sure that they're updated, to make sure that they're complete, to make sure that they are effective. So those are the kind of things that we look at in addition to project delivery. We look at how are you operating 
You know, are you effective and are you efficient in delivering your services? Right. And focusing on, like you said, the metrics that matter. A lot of times people get kind of distracted by these other metrics. We call them here uh, cosmetrics, ones that maybe they, they look good to the public, but they're really not that important when it comes to the core business. So when you focus or to the customer, right to the customer, because we a lot of times we measure value based on what we think is important or what we think is value. But value really is an eye of the beholder. So if you have the right metrics in place that you've checked off with the client to say, does this matter to you? Um, how we're measuring it, is it correct? Is, are we measuring it enough? I, I, I think that will help you get to um, you know, meeting the client requirements or making sure that you're truly adding value. You know, The customer should be defining what that is. Right. And you shouldn't assume you know what it is more than they do. Exactly. So now you mentioned earlier GWBC and other associations and organizations that are uh, that you're part of. Can you talk about why it was important for you to get involved with GWBC and, and become certified? Well, one is the, you know, the leaders so supportive of small businesses I thought it was important to get involved with a network of of women business owners that are supportive to one another, that have common goals and opportunities um, for partnerships. Um, I met Roz Lewis actually at another event, and I knew about the organization, but had not really um, investigated it enough because I was already part of um, a member of a couple of other organizations. Um, but she was very supportive and shared with me a lot of the things that they've been doing. And I started watching what they were doing and just felt like not only could I become part of an organization that, you know, I have other women business owners that think like me and willing to partner. But it was an area where I can also share my lessons learned and that I can give back and add some value to to that organization as well. And I think that that's an important part. And a, a lot of times, a lot of business folks kind of um, don't, maybe that's not top of mind, is that legacy and to give back and to really serve the community. Uh, I, that's a great point. I think a lot of people forget about that. And, and, and I find most entrepreneurs and business leaders are super generous and they want to help and lift other people up. Yeah, we're stronger together. I think one of the, I want to say one of the missed opportunities especially when it comes to minority owned businesses is that we need to support each other more. Um, I think we're stronger together. I think we need to share more, you know, in terms of, of what we know, you know, without, you know, being, you know, given a proprietary information or affecting your business. I think we have opportunity to, to mentor more, to, to work together more, to partner more. Um, and so I think that sharing of, of lessons learned and sharing of best practices, it helps us, it helps the, it helps all of us. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think, like you said, we are all stronger together. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about, uh, you know, any side of your business, is there a website that kind of, uh, captures some of this information and this generous thought leadership that you have? I'm sorry, one more time. Your website, is there a website that if people are interested in learning more or want to have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team? Yes, yes. Our website is um, www.p3delivery. And it's the letter P... The number is 404-294-7774. 
And it's the letter P, the number three, delivery.com? That's correct. And then on that website, they can uh, find all the information that we talked about today, even the small business stuff? They could find um, all the information today regarding our core business, mm-hmm. um, which is the ideal you know, business that we're in now. Um, in terms of my passion around small business, I did have a, um, I do have a website that's that's not up to date regarding those services because we're working on a couple of things now. So stay tuned. Uh, as soon as we are ready, we will reach back out to you again, Lee, and see if we can get on the show to talk about our service called R2O, Ready to Operate. All right. I'm excited to learn more about that. But if they are want to be on a list or something on your website, they can. there's a contact us page. Contact they can... us at P3 Delivery. You send an email to that address and I can give you more information on our services. Um Good. P3 Delivery and PMO. Yeah, P3 Delivery is the best. I'm sorry, contact us at P3 Delivery. Right. And that's dot com. And the P's are the project, process, and performance. So if you want to get better in any aspect of your business, uh, give them a call, check them out. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you for having us or having me. We appreciate you. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.